0: The Lord. Okay, let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 18. 1 Corinthians, sorry, chapter 16, verse 8 and 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8 and 9. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 8 and verse 9. We have it. Do we have it? Yeah. Praise God. Look what the word of the Lord says. I'll say it again. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 8 and verse 9 says the following. The Apostle Paul speaking. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and an effectual one is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. I'm going to read that again. The Apostle Paul said, I'm going to stay At Ephesus, I'm going to tarry here. I'm going to stay here because something has just opened up. Something has just opened up. An opportunity has come. Something has come to me. An opportunity that I've been praying for has opened up. But the truth is, as that door has opened, there are many adversaries opposing it. Many adversaries. Amen. Ephesus was a major player in the first century. It was a thriving, important city in the time of the early church. And Ephesus was a city that Paul wanted to evangelize. It was a city that he wanted to break into. He waited many years for this extremely pagan city called Ephesus to open wide for the preaching of the gospel. Paul's prayers were finally being answered as the gospel message began to conquer the city of Ephesus. You have to understand, Ephesus was a city steeped in paganism. They had one of the the greatest temples that ever built, the Temple of Diana, where rituals and paganism was rampant and it was the center of religious activity. Ephesus... And now the gospel message was beginning to conquer the city of Ephesus. His accomplishments at Ephesus was no doubt one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh, accomplishments that Paul had. During the three and a half years that he lived and worked in Ephesus, Paul established one of the greatest churches in world history. The revival that swept through the city was so massive that the church soon became the largest and most influential churches, one of the most influential churches in the first century. Paul had overtaken Ephesus with the gospel to where he had built one of the strongest churches in the first century. But it didn't happen overnight. For, For many years Paul had been sowing little seeds at Ephesus. He had been going in and and uh, testing the ground, and praying over that city. And on his heart, I can just see him uh, dreaming about Ephesus having a thriving church. You just see him dreaming about Ephesus, seeing the the hundreds and the thousands coming to Christ. As, As a matter of fact, on one occasion, there was such a revival in Ephesus that all the magicians and all the sorcerers of the city did a huge campfire. They brought all their books. They brought, brought all their uh, evil, wicked material and they burnt it in the main plaza of the town of Ephesus as God was moving and bringing revival to that city through the ministry of Paul. But again, he had been for years sowing seeds and, and uh, dreaming and praying and interceding for this city that he knew was important for it to, to be a, a, a hub for the gospel. But it just never seemed to open up. He would go in, you know, proceeds th- and talk and see where he could start and see what he could do. But he just never felt a release. But on this occasion, he, was, he went into Ephesus and something changed. Something changed that caused Paul to say, I'm staying, I'm tarrying, I'm going to stay at Ephesus. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. He writes there, I will tarry at Ephesus. I'm staying at Ephesus Until Pentecost. I'm going to stay here. After Pentecost. I'm going to stay here. Why? Because a great door has opened up. What I've been praying for, what I've been sowing seeds for, what I've been being uh, persistent for is finally opening up. Ephesus is opening up to the gospel. A wide door has opened. An effectual door has opened. The opportunity that I've been praying for has come. And I'm not leaving. and as a matter of fact, he stayed three and a half years at Ephesus, and that's where the one of the greatest churches in the first century was birthed. He discerned the opening of a door. What was it that he felt? What was it that he sensed that the climate and the atmosphere had changed, that now It was different? Now was the time. A door was opening for the preaching of the gospel. A, a great door, he says. An effective door was opening up for the preaching and for the for the people of Ephesus to finally receive the gospel. He saw something. He discerned something, beloved. You know, you, you could be praying and, and believing over something and, and sowing seeds here and there and doing doing a little here and doing a little there, but always praying and believing that God is gonna do something big in your life. Amen. Amen. And you go in and you do a little bit and, and you go in and you entertain that little business and you go in and you entertain that ministry and you do and, and you you're praying for something to open up. Beloved, one day a, 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 a door will open up. Amen. Amen. A great and effectual door will open up. Hallelujah. I don't know, Paul would go in and he would preach and then he would go, go touring. That, that city's hard. That city's hard. But I know there's got to be something that's going to break in that city. And he would come back again, and it's still harder. It's still hard, but I know that, that city, man, that city that is, that is the the the, the, the a thriving city of the first church It has to have a a church that will impact the nations. He'd go and Lord, give me Ephesus, give me Ephesus, and he would he would pray. He'd probably be in in another city, but he would think of it. Give me Ephesus. I want to conquer Ephesus with the gospel. And he's praying, and he's believing, and he's fasting. And he's dreaming that this would one day happen. He'd go in and, and, and sow seeds and pray for a few people and, and 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 have a group of people, but it wasn't what he would he was really believing for he would leave. But on this occasion, he came back and something was different. Oh, you know when something's different. You know when you when a door is opening up, but it doesn't happen overnight. He's been plowing that ground. He's been sowing that field. And he says, you know what? I'm staying. I'm going to tarry at Ephesus because a great and effective door has opened. The word great means a mega door. A a a big door. Effective. Effectual means an effective, a powerful door has opened up for me. Now the word door is not literally a door as in a door like that. It wasn't that he's saying there's a big door I've got to open. It, the word door there literally means opportunity. A mega effective opportunity has opened up. Another word for door is a portal. A portal. A portal has opened up. and oca- An occasion to do something has opened up. Hallelujah. He says, now's the time to go into what I've been believing for, to go into what I've been praying for. Those that sow in tears shall reap with joy. God shall not be mocked. Do not become weary in well-doing, for in due season a door will open up. Do not become weary in doing well, for in due season a portal will open up. Hallelujah. Can you discern it? Can you feel it? Can you sense that God is doing something in your life? Can you sense that God is doing something in your family? Can you sense that God is doing something in our church? That God is building? That, that God is, is stretching? Hallelujah. Amen. But then he says this. He says this. He says, a great and effective door has opened up to me, but there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. Everybody say many. Not a few. Many adversaries have come against me. The word adversary in the Greek is anti kema So there's two words, anti-against, kema is to lie. Not the word to lie as in you're a liar, but as in to lie down. And this is the literal literal thought, to lie around waiting. So there are many adversaries, there are many anti-kema, there are many people that have arisen against me who are lying around in wait to oppose me. Think about that. These are hostile forces that are standing in opposition to someone. These are forces that are literally lying around, pitted against a common foe, just waiting for the opportunity to strike. These are sneaky, sinister powers who lie in wait to deceive, to attack, to pry away on another's opportunity in order to steal it from them. Whenever God, let me say that again. Whenever a door is opening, an enemy will be discovered. I want you to hear this church, God speaking prophetically. Whenever a door is opening, whenever a portal is opening up, whenever an opportunity comes to you that you've been praying for, that you've been sowing towards, that you've been believing for, that you've been asking God about, an enemy will be discovered. Let me say this. When you discover the opportunities of God, you will also discover the enemies of the devil. When you position yourself to walk into your doors of opportunities that God has put before you be sure the enemies come out from hiding <laughs> the enemies come out from their hiding place to position themselves against you your family your church and they are put there by the devil motives are revealed intentions are exposed Jealousy and envy cannot be covered up any longer. When God is about ready to bless you. When God is about ready to give you a breakthrough. Come on, say amen someone. Nehemiah went through the portal and through the door of an opportunity to go and build the walls of Jerusalem. He was happy in the palace, giving wine to the king. And the moment that a opened up and a door opened up and an opportunity came to him to go and build the walls of Jerusalem, at that very moment, enemies that were lying around in wait were exposed and rose up against him. Sambalat, Tobias, Jeshem, the Arabian. They didn't leave him alone. They continually pestered him. They continually tried to intimidate him. They continually tried to stop him. They conspired against him. They lied about him. They they tried to to hurt him. They tried to touch his people. And if you look at Nehemiah, practically through every chapter of the Bible, it says, and Nehemiah was building the wall. He was having success, but the enemies were coming against him. And Nehemiah was, was uh, you know, with his people, you know, uh, closing up the breaches and, and, and uh, doing record time on the building of the wall. But, Jeshem, the Arabian, Tobias were, were roaming around. As a matter of fact, one of his leaders, one of the leaders of Nehemiah, said to Nehemiah, Nehemiah, there's too much rubbish here. When they were building the walls, there was a lot of rubbish, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, ruins, rubbish. And, and one of his, one of his uh, leaders said, Nehemiah, we need to clean the rubbish because the enemy will come through the rubbish. He said, we need to clean the rubbish first before we start, we need to clear, clear out this rubbish. Because he said this, because the enemies are hiding in the rubbish, they will come through the rubbish. Sometimes God has to clean the rubbish in your life to expose the enemy. Sometimes God has to clean the rubbish in families to expose the enemy. Sometimes God has to clean the rubbish in a church to expose enemies. We need to clean the rubbish. Amen. Don't don't be surprised when God starts cleaning house. When God starts cleaning. When God starts purifying. Because it's in the rubbish that the enemies hide. Amen. And while while you're doing nothing, they stay there comfortable lying around in the rubbish. The moment you start doing something, the moment moment an opportunity arises for you, they come out. (coughs) Have you noticed that whenever you decide to get serious with God, enemies are risen. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed whenever you want to start going to church every Sunday, enemies that are lying around come up. Have you noticed when you want to put God first in your finances and you tithe Sunday morning, that week bills came every day. Enemies. They're lying around, or- adversaries lying around, they're li- anti-keima. They are, they are against you, but they, they are not visible. They are lying down. They are lying in wait to come and attack you when an opportunity from God has arisen for your life. So Nehemiah did what he had to do with the enemies. All genuine progress in God is met with the resistance by the devil. See, we've got to get rid of this fake gospel that says that when you're in God's will and that when you're doing things for God, you will have no problems. That's a fake gospel. I have read and I have studied and I can see in the Bible and I experience in my life that the more I do for God, the more I want to go after God, the more enemies are exposed. Actually, enemies are an indicator that you are doing something for God. Enemies are an indicator that you are doing something big for God. Enemies are an indicator that the devil is threatened by you. And he's trying to stop you. He's trying to distract you. He's trying to get you out of the place. Listen listen to this. If the door is here, well then it's the devil's interest to get me away from that door. Amen. I mean, the devil's not going to... The devil's not going to mess with someone that's doing nothing for God. I see false accusations in the Bible against those that are doing something for God. Joseph, Moses, Paul, Jesus. So, but we have this tendency. Oh, you know, all hell breaks loose. I must be doing something wrong. No, no, keep pushing. So what you do, we do this. So we, here's the portal, God's doing it. And God's saying, come on, this is what you've been praying for, isn't it? It's like God says, isn't this what you've been sowing seed for the last four years? Isn't this what you've been desiring, what you've been praying for? And did you think it was going to come without pain? Did you think it was going to come without hurt? Did you think it was going to come without opposition? Every, every competition is only a competition because it has opposition. And you only win when you win against opposition. I mean, we, we sometimes as Christians, we want to be a soccer team that wins the trophy, but with no team that we play against. Yeah. So we want to we be the champions without having to play anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to go against opposition to reveal your skill, to reveal your development, to reveal your training level, to reveal your obedience to the coach. Come on. To reveal your stamina, to re- reveal your resolve, to reveal your intensity, and to reveal how much do you want it? Yeah. Shabbat, feel the unwinding strong. It's the devil's interest to get you out of that place where the portal is and get you fighting enemies. You know, I love watching boxing. I like to watch boxing. So does my father-in-law. He loves it. Be careful with him, hallelujah. He'll throw your left hook, (laughs) But I like watching boxing before the the boxing. When there's one boxer trying to ruffle the feathers of the other. Come on. But I love seeing the one that he's sure of himself. He ain't having none of that. He's not going to go back and forth He's not going to you know, meddle with this you know, to and fro. You said, no, I'm going to say. No, because he knows you're trying to get me out of my zone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm focused for the fight. Yeah. I'm focused for that door that's opening up. I want to be the champion of the world. And you can call me dummy. You can call me silly. You can t- talk about my family. I ain't moving. Yeah. And you're going to get it. Yeah. Come on. No, but this is what we do as Christians. We don't focus. So we start going. And the devil says, yes, he ain't not going to be a champion. He's not going through this door he's been praying for for so long. Paul said, there's a great door that's opened up for the gospel. I'm ready to take this city for Jesus Christ. I'm ready to build a church that's going to touch the nations. I'm ready to develop Christians. I'm ready. Hallelujah. To wreck on the forces of the enemy. I'm ready. But the truth is there are adversaries that have arisen. They're, they've been lying around for years waiting for this moment but I'm not going to entertain them. I'm going to continue doing what God has called me to do. I'm going to continue preaching. The, come on, give the Lord a big clap offering in this place. I'm going to continue preaching the gospel. I'm going to continue laying hands on the sick. I'm going to walk through that door and I'm going to be all that God has called me to be. Hallelujah. I've got no time to meddle with that. I know what to do. I'm a champion. I have self-discipline. When I box, I don't hit the air. I'll hit you. I don't shadow box. Said the Apostle Paul, not me. I've disciplined my body because I know where I'm going. Mm, hallelujah. All genuine progress will come with Resistance. Are we here this morning, church? Hallelujah. Progress. Who wants to progress in the things of God? Who wants to advance? The word progress literally means to advance, to go forward. It means means literally to to go towards a goal, to go further, to go higher. Never has someone gone backwards and said, I'm progressing. Progress has everything to do with I'm going forward. I'm advancing. I'm going higher. I'm going places with God. I'm progressing. But all progress, genuine, is met with genuine resistance. Or opposition to withstand you. Any time we find ourselves standing before a red door of opportunity, people with impure motives, with jealousy, will appear on the scene to see how they can steal your victory that you have worked so hard for and that you've been trying to achieve for so many years. When you do nothing, no one's jealous of you. When you do nothing, no one's envious of you. It's the moment you decide to do something, all of a sudden envy is exposed. Jealousy is exposed. Paul was aware that there were deceptive people opposing him that would have loved to remove him and steal the blessing that God had for him at Ephesus, what he had prayed for so long. So he said, a great and effective door has opened up to me and there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. Many lying around. He even talks about you know, false brethren, disloyal people. Jesus had a Judas. And we think we're going to get our crown without Judas. <laughs> I can't believe that person did that. I do. I can't believe that person left me. I can't believe that family left the church. I can't. I can, I know what's going on. I can't believe it. Paul understood this. I can't believe my greatest friend my, has done that to me. I can. Get ready. There's a door that God wants you to go through. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Time is ticking away from me. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. What do we do? What do we do when an opportunity is is coming our way, when God is blessing us, when God is opening doors? I want you to understand this. Anytime you are doing something for God, there will be the devil trying to do something to you. Now, I want to say this very clearly, at the root of all attack is the devil. Whether it's, a, you know, the devil, what he does, he throws, he throws uh, things at you, he throws problems, he throws pressure, he throws, uh, he, th- he throws these things at us to try to distract us. People, pressure, adverse situations, So what we need to do is we need to understand what's going on and we need to not allow the adversary and the enemy to take us out of what God has given to us. See, the, the, this, if you think about that you're in a faith zone, you're in the faith zone, you're, you're, you're in, the, in the realm that, where God wants you and the devil, the devil really cannot do anything to you. The devil, as in the devil, devil, demonic power, they can really not do anything to you as long as you're in the faith zone. So what the devil has to try to do is he has to try to take you out of the faith zone. Are you getting this? So he has got. To, he tries to take you out of here. Just imagine there's a circle around me. What he does, he, he cannot attack me in here. I'm in Christ. I'm in his word. Amen. I'm before my portal. This I'm in his protection. So what he does is he tries to get me out of this faith zone. He tries to get me out of there. Because then, when I'm out here, then I become easy meat for the devil. But our fight is not against the devil. My fight is not against the devil. My the, our fight or our let me say it differently. Actually, no, no, no. We we don't fight against the devil. He's defeated. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the apostle Paul knew this. See, many adversities have arisen, but I win because he knew what to do stay in the faith zone and so what the devil does is this look what it says here in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and 11 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might who is he writing this to? the church of Ephesus 10 years later he wrote this to the church of Ephesus he said finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God listen to this so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So listen, we don't fight that you may be able to stand in the faith zone against the wiles of the devil. Not even the devil, the wiles. Everybody say wiles. The word wiles literally means, listen to this, schemes, strategies. So what the the apostle is saying, he's saying this, he says, I want you to... To be strong in the Lord. What do we do against their adversaries? We make sure we stay strong. In the Lord. And in the power of his might. God is more powerful than the enemy. God is more powerful than the devil. We stand in. We don't move from here. See, you're self-controlled. You discipline your body. And we stay strong in the Lord we stay strong against the world, against the strategies see what he does he tries he uses strategies schemes through people through problems through pressure through adverse circumstances he tries to get us out of here so that we can come here and now what James says now you're in a territory where you are exposed to all his artillery see he tries to get us out of here and into strife he tries to get us into unforgiveness. He tries to get us angry. He tries to get us to walk in doubt and fear. Unforgiveness, bitterness with people. He, he starts, bit by bit, he, he starts taking you out. Someone said something. Someone did something to you. The finances. And you start doubting. And he's, and he's bringing. He's, it's not the devil doing anything. He's just throwing strategies against your marriage. Now you're, all of a sudden you're nitpicking on each other. Now you're angry with each other. Now you're irritated around each other. And the devil, he's not doing anything. He's just throwing strategies. He's just throwing weapons. And he, he's, down, he's, not even, he's not even nowhere to be seen. He's just throwing things, hoping that you would catch like a fish on a hook. And so the Bible says in James, he who has strife, there is all types of confusion in his life. And all the weapons of the devil are ready and exposed for him. Why? Because he's no longer in the faith zone. He's out here. You can read it when you I don't have enough time. I'm already well oh, only got ten minutes. Man, there's so much here. I might leave this for no no next week is resurrection Sunday. Are you getting it? So this is what he's saying. Be strong in the Lord, in the power of his mind. See, Paul says a, a great mega exceeding door has opened for me, but there are many adversaries taunting me to get me out of my position in God so that I don't go through the door. What do they do? False accusations. What do they do? Paul is preaching false doctrine. What do they do? Paul is a heretic. What do they do? Paul this, Paul that. And Paul, because of his nature, he probably wants to have have it out with them in the public arena and let them know that he's not who they say he is. But he he says, no, 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 no. That's what the devil wants. Be strong in the Lord. Do you remember when when God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? He said to Joshua, Joshua, I command you this, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Do you remember when God said that to Joshua? He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might so that you may be able to do all his commandments. When I read that years ago, I used to think it was this. I thought God was telling Joshua, be strong and courageous because you're going to come up against a lot of enemies. And you're going to have to fight like a warrior. You're going to have to be a general. Be strong and courageous to fight the enemies. But the Lord said, that's not what I said to him. I said to him, be strong and courageous to do my word. See, so what? this is it. So you need to be strong. do God's Word you need to be strong and courageous to hold on to God's Word when you want to let go of God's Word you listen you need to be strong to walk in forgiveness it's very easy to be unforgiving you need to be strong you need to control your tongue when all hell breaks loose and you want to let rip with your tongue, you need to be strong to say, no, I'm not going to say what I really want to say. I'm going to withhold myself because there's a big opportunity coming up and I don't want to lose it. So you need to be strong and courageous to do God's word. I mean, you've got to be strong to not walk in strife. You've got to be strong to not take things personally. You've really got to be strong for that. You've got to be strong to not allow people to affect you. Money to dominate you. Lack to hurt you. You've got to be strong to say, my God is my provider and I will not move from this place. you are going to be strong. You've got to be strong to say to someone, forgive me. you are going to be strong to say to someone, I forgive you for what you did to me. You've got to be strong and then act like they did nothing. Now you don't trust them until they show that they can be trust but you forgive them for your sake because I've got a big door opening up now I'm not saying you've got to hang around them anymore let them go forgive but your opportunity is too big for you to lose it because you came out here and full of striving and hey, getting angry you start writing things on Facebook and you know, don't write things on Facebook to prove yourself bless people stay here that's what, the, that's what the apostles say. Be strong and courageous. For when you don't want to do the word, do the word. Amen. Be strong and courageous. For when you don't want to go to church, you go to church anyway. Be strong and courageous. When you don't want to praise God, you praise him anyway. Hallelujah. When you don't want to worship, come on, get a hold of yourself and worship him. You've got to be strong and courageous. Just stay right here. When the door opens up, or oh, hell breaks loose, i and I'm, I'm talking about now myself, my ministry, my wife. Ever, ever since we started this church, from the very beginning, adversary. And every single time we make a move, adversaries that have been that are lying in wait to expose themselves. It's like wow. So I I know now what's going on. At the beginning, because I was a little, what do they say in Australianism, little whipper snipper, Is that right? 30 years old? 31, 32, 33 years old? Like, by nature, if you hit me, I want to hit back. That's my nature. I'm, I'm, I've got Latino blood in me, hallelujah. And Spanish, oh, hallelujah. Barcelona, my mother's from Barcelona. So Spanish and Chilean. We've got a lot of Chile on the inside of us, Hallelujah. That Tabasco sauce comes, comes rising up when someone talks about you. Don't talk about my family. So, like, oh, But hey, I've understood. That's the devil trying to get me out of my position. I had someone once in my, ch- in my church, in my church, not in this one, not in another one, in, my, in the church, trying to, I saw it, he was trying to get me to fight in the church. In my face I'm serious and I heard the Lord say to here he wants to destroy your ministry right now here in front of everyone because you will give him one uppercut and he's finished I could see it bah! hallelujah but I had to control myself with him doing what he was doing I said take a step back and I heard the Lord say to me here control yourself because the devil's using another tactic to get you to publicly do something you shouldn't do. And you know what I did? I did what the Bible says. I walked away. Oh, inside I was saying, go back, hallelujah, go back. Do I go in, do I not go in? I control myself. Because I, hey, that person has nothing to lose. Don't know where they are today, but I've got a ministry to lose, and not just you think this is just my ministry here. I've got a big evangelistic ministry. As a matter of fact, in July, I'm going to Japan to preach for two weekends. The Lord's opening doors for, for our evangelistic ministry. So, when the door opens, the enemies. So I've realised, this said my wife, man, every time we, we go through an opportunity, enemies. But now I know. So I stay here. Hallelujah. No, no, no. Now, you know, I don't have time, but if I've got to, if you have to, there's a difference between being being like, let everyone do what they want to and then and then standing up for yourself and defending what is right. If I've got to say what I've got to say and what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong, But I'm talking about this ongoing getting out of here and getting into strife, getting into unforgiveness, getting into fear, getting into doubt. No. What I've noticed is when enemies arise, man, there must be a big door opening up. Church, can I say something to you as I come to a close? And I haven't even this is my introduction. Hallelujah. So next week we'll preach about resurrection. The next, maybe the following Sunday, I'll keep going because this is too good. Because it says to be strong in the Lord and and then he says, stand, stand. What does that mean, stand? And then it says in James, resist the devil Amen. and he shall flee. Don't, you don't fight the devil. You yes. resist him. Alleluia. How do you resist him? There's a see, So we don't fight the devil. We stay strong Amen. in the Lord, in the power of his might. And we say, no, no, God's, God's open doors here. I'm not going to entertain this. so we're in this building do you think this is a big opportunity that God's given to us Amen. big opportunity we've got, we've got to ask God to use it yes. for his glory Hallelujah. so we don't know how long we're going to be here we'll be here as long as God wants us to be yes. as short as he wants us to be as long as yes. he wants us to be yes. we're, we're subject to God Amen. Amen. So you think that, do you think the enemy's angry? because the Lord opened such a great door for us Yeah. I need the whole church to stand, to be strong Hallelujah. in the Lord, yes. Yes. in the power of His might, because yes. yes. God is with us. In your own family, right now, you said, "Man, all hell has broken loose in my home, in my marriage, my children, my finances, my body, my physical body," and I, I've been praying for, for for breakthrough for so long, and 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 why if, if god is for me why is this happening hey maybe it's happening because the devil knows that a big door is opening up for you and he wants to get you out of the faith zone into the doubt zone into the unforgiving zone stay here stay here don't be moved don't move around like a vagabond, going around from church to church from from city to city from country to country, moving around never being settled and stable and strong and and, and unwavering, strong where God has you. amen. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to move cities, you're not going to move countries when God tells you to. But I'm talking about being settled in your spirit with God that I, I am I am grounded in Christ Jesus and I shall not be moved by adversaries. I shall not be moved by what people say. I shall not be moved by what they, what, they, what they gossip about me. I shall not be moved by the taunts of the enemy. I shall not be moved by my financial situation. My trust is in God. Can you say a big amen this morning, church? Can you give the Lord a big, big, big clap offering? Come on, somebody shout amen. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah.